0: Even in just the words you use, they can trigger or heal because words mean things. And I like to say that if a word can have a thousand meanings, that leaves 999 ways of being misunderstood. So you have to find that perfect combination. Inspiration. Creative people. Problem solving. Imagination. Discovery. Thinking outside of the box. Welcome to Inspirous Audio Magazine, a podcast focusing on creativity, inspiration, and imagination.
1: Hello, and welcome to Inspirous Audio Magazine. I'm Spencer Webster, and I'm your host. As I mentioned in the inaugural episode, I am a novelist. I have lots of ideas rolling around in my mind, and some of them even make it to the page. Inspiration for some of my stories come at a moment's notice, a thought, a question, or even a dream. In the case of my novel, Island of the Lost Soul, which is available on Kindle for those inclined to read it, I wondered what happens to people when they fall into a coma. Do they travel out of their bodies? Do they have a spiritual experience? Island of the Lost Soul is the culmination of that search. My main character, Julius Mead, falls to the center of his universe and he meets characters that help him move beyond his numerous traumas. I call it a self-help novel, for Julius's lessons can illustrate your own. Thanks for listening to my blurb, and now, on to the show. Some people walk into your life and they become instantaneous friends. It is almost as if you didn't even know you were looking for them, and then they simply appear. I met my next guest at Nellis Air Force Base in Las Vegas, Nevada, at the recreational campgrounds. At that time, she served in a security capacity at another base. We talked about creativity, about energies, and about the importance of interpersonal connections. She voiced her utmost desire to follow her heart, and during the past two years, I've watched my guests follow her heart into an array of creative endeavors. I'd like to introduce you to Alicia Borja. Hello. Hello, how are you?
0: Good, how's it going?
1: Doing all right. Can you give me your, what I call your one-minute elevator biographical sketch? You know, if you're on an elevator with somebody and they say, hey, tell me about you, you know, what would you tell them?
0: I am a food-loving, travel-addicted, lover of all things action and heart racing, and I like to make people feel welcome and laugh, and yeah, I like animals and life.
1: Is there a- anything about your life that has led you to believe that this is the exact right way that you should be living, that you're moving forward?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for many years, uh, while I was in the military, at least the, the last few years that I was active duty, I was just having this feeling of not being fulfilled. Like There was this part of me that I'm not expressing and looking more into what I enjoy. I was always doing photography or dance or art or writing. And so I made the decision to leave active duty and just go with being a creative, a life of a creative and so far, so good. Maybe ask me in a couple years, you know, how it's going. <laughs> I'm still in the, the new phase of transitioning into being a creative.
1: How has that transition been for you? Has it, has it been like a natural thing for you to progress from being in the military to being outside of the military?
0: It's actually been pretty seamless. I was kind of worried if I would go through, I guess, like the the funk that some people go through because a lot of times the military or military life becomes such a part of their personality and what they identify as. But I don't think that was ever really how I identified myself. I think I always had stuff going on outside of the military. So this transition has actually been pretty smooth. And sometimes I wake up and I'm like, did I ever do the military or was it like just some weird dream that I just woke up from? But I did 13 years and 10 months. And now now I've just started doing reserves. So I'm a part of a unit out in Hawaii now.
1: Understanding that you've moved on, is there one memorable time? Is there a, a something that you can hold your head high regarding your time in the Air Force?
0: Some of the things I worked the hardest for were to be a part of the special response team, which is like the Air Force's equivalent of SWAT. And that was something that I had to train very hard for. Also applying for going through the academy and becoming a special agent in the Air Force, which is like the Air Force's OSI, is the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, which is the Air Force's equivalent to FBI.
1: Okay yes or no was that fulfilling for you or did it not did it not work out for you the way you thought it was going to or
0: srt i could only do for a little while because i pcs and not every base has that so it wasn't something that i could continue that i found to be very rewarding the osi it was definitely something that it it went not how i expected for sure Mm -hmm.
1: okay if you were to join the Air Force all over again, what would you change or if w- would you change how you did things?
0: Would I join the Air Force all over again? I think that's a bigger question. Oh,
1: really? <laughs> Tell me why.
0: So, after growing up and I mean, I went into the Air Force at the age of 23, which is a little later than some, but I think it's great for the younger part of your life when you don't really know what you want to do or what direction you want to take. And it's a great place to build foundations and gain life skills that you necessarily wouldn't gain on your own on the outside. Like it makes you, it forces you to be very independent and very adult-like in a very short period of time. Like you are held accountable for yourself very fast. So I think that is good. But once you've developed these skills and you can stand on your own two feet, I don't really see a need for it anymore if you think you have skills that you can use that don't apply to the Air Force. Like for me, being a creative person is not really a place for that in the Air Force.
1: What accomplishment during your active duty are you most proud of?
0: I mentioned SRT, OSI. I really liked teaching, so I got to be an instructor a trainer for my last squadron and I really like teaching so being able to help people have those aha moments and hopefully I help them be better police officers because especially in this day and age I don't think we set up our officers for success sometimes so I hope that my way of training kind of broaden their horizons as a whole as a person so when they enter in certain scenarios it's with a more aspect of humanity involved.
1: Was there any creativity involved in that task?
0: Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I created so many programs and different ways of teaching. And that I did enjoy because I like teaching, but I was able to be creative and kind of steer my own ship on that one. Mm -hmm.
1: What's an example of you being creative in that regard?
0: So, for instance, if we're having to do scenarios where they're responding to, let's say... They are dispatched out to a, an incident where there could be someone who's maybe suicidal or is dealing with something that makes them think a little more than like, do I draw my gun or don't I? Like, this is still a person. How do I interact with a person instead of just a criminal? Like, it's two different things you have to think about. Like, because so some people are like, they get stuck in this, it's shoot or no shoot. Well, there's a lot that goes on in between a shoot or no shoot scenario. So I think there needs to be a lot more focus on what can actually constitute in between those or exist in between those.
1: This is almost like a repeat question. I'm going to ask it just to see what your answer is, but during the past five years, what major goals did you accomplish?
0: Oh, okay. No, I did. I I did other goals. So I completed my master's degree in forensic psychology, Ah, uh, that was something I, I really enjoyed doing. I specialized in terrorism. So I got to learn uh, more about how, like what factors tend to lead people into the life of crime or terrorism. Let's see what else. I have been published in magazines as a model and a photographer. I recently had an article accepted as a freelance writer building my own business as a photographer, started acting. So there's a lot.
1: You're a busy person. Yeah. Can you tell me about your creative brand and how you discovered it?
0: Uh, I think I'm still discovering that. Like, I feel like I'm in the infancy of my creativity. So I don't even know really if I have a, a brand yet. But I think right now I myself am the brand. So since I'm very random and kind of just... Go with whatever I feel like. I guess I would say I'm free spirited, and I'm just instead of so much discovering, I'm embracing what I already was.
1: How has this quest helped you toward your goal of becoming a photography business?
0: How discovering my uh, creative side has helped me be a photographer is that kind of.
1: You had mentioned in the pre-interview that you're you're working toward your creative brand, and so I'm I'm trying to link that idea toward whatever, I guess, feeds you the most in terms of your mm. your photography business or what made it important to mention your creative brand or wh- what you're searching for?
0: I would say what feeds me the most right now are the people I interact with because there are so many creative people out there. And it's awesome when you have those moments where multiple people come together, you have an idea or a concept and it just blossoms from there into something better than any of us could imagine as a single person. So I'm, like I said, trying to embrace the brand and then find it, discover, or I guess just build on it as I go. But I don't want to lose myself. Definitely. I don't want to lose myself in in search of whatever brand that is, because I think some people lose that genuine aspect and they start chasing different things than what they started out with, if that makes sense.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds to me like you're trying different things, putting in a different palette, basically, and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And when you find something that works and you play with that for a while until you discover something else, would that be Mm -hmm. accurate?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely kind of like a little child on the ground that you just dumped a bunch of toys in front of, and so I'm just playing with each one and like, oh, figure out what this does. Okay, that's cool. On to the next thing. What does this do? And then maybe put a couple things together. And yeah. Hmm.
1: Your creative pursuits are richly diverse. How did you begin your pursuit of modeling, of photography, of writing, and of acting?
0: So modeling actually started when I was very young. My mom was in a uh, painters class. and they needed models. and so I think I was eight or nine, and I dressed like a American Indian or Native American and just sat for hours, like holding a a cow skull while they would paint me. So there was that aspect. and then I was in one beauty pageant as a child, but my mom said never again even though I won most photogenic. And so I always loved being in front of the camera. So when I finally got older and I got over all the typical insecurities of like, oh, I'm too old, I'm too fat, I'm not tall enough, all of those things, once I was more confident in who I am and just was like, screw it, I'm going to do it. I don't care what anybody says, I'm going to do it for me. And then maybe that'll be an inspiration for others to pursue what it is they've always wanted to do. And then as far as writing, writing is something I've always done since I was, I could write. I was writing stories and journaling. And whenever there was an assignment where the teacher's like, oh, you know, write a two-page paper, I'd come up with like 10 pages just because I loved writing and photography. This is just me being able to capture images because I always liked looking at National Geographic or like Time Magazine, you know how they have like those iconic images of certain events and places, and I was just ah oh, so mesmerized by those magazines as a kid. And so I want to be able to capture stuff like that. Did I cover all the all the things? Let's see. Of acting, acting. I did theater growing up, and I always liked drama. I always. I had such an active imagination as a kid. So I had tons of imaginary friends that I would act with. (laughs) And so now that I'm older and I can pursue it myself, I was just like, screw it. I'm going to do it. Like, Just one of those things where it's like, finally, I'm at a point in my life where it's like, I'm going to do what I want to do. I want to do it.
1: Can you recall a particular piece of writing you did as a, a child or a teenager or young adult that you still remember with fondness?
0: Hmm. There are a few pieces that I've written poetry. I really like to write poetry. And there was one I had talked about that was being strapped down in a chair in front of a mirror and having to really look at yourself. And a lot of people don't like to look at themselves. They'd rather hide in the shadows because in the shadows, you can lie. In the shadows, you can, you know, be the, the king of your own deceptions you know but in the light in front of the mirror you can't hide anything and so that was one that I, I really liked
1: and as far as photography goes I've watched you blossom and since I've known you mm-hmm. uh, not only being a photographer but also being a model do you have a an experience that you can relate to either creativity or trying something new that you hadn't you hadn't tried before or inspired you
0: so as far as modeling, the more comfortable I get with my body and knowing my angles, then the more comfortable i'm it's like you reach this level of comfort and then this level of comfort and then this level of comfort and so it's definitely levels, and before I was saying like oh i you know wouldn't do anything that involves Nudity. Now I'm actually more comfortable in my body towards like, I don't mind fine art nudes. Like, it's, it's, I say that with an asterisk because I'm very, very particular. If I'm going to do any nudity, like, I have to see the style, what's the concept, and be very specific on that because I want it to be artistic. I'm not, I'm not poo pooing explicit. There's a whole world for that. I just, I'm not there. Um, as far as photography, There's so many things I want to try. I have these ideas in my head and sets I want to make and images I want to create. I think I'll probably end up going into videography at some point and start making like short films. That's been going through my mind a little bit lately. And just kind of be like freaking one man band over here doing everything. (laughs)
1: Trust me, I can tell you from, from a person who does one man band, it gets mm-hmm. lonely at times because that's all you do. Yeah. Any Are you thinking documentary or, or short fiction or?
0: Probably short fiction. Like I really like to write flash fiction, which is a thousand words or less. So I can see myself making like really short, like two minute reels or something like that. Just like little little snippets of things.
1: Well, maybe we could uh, work together because that's kind of the, some of the stuff that I'm going to be working on as well. Ooh, so,
0: awesome, yes. You
1: know, we can be a team. That way it's a two, two, yes. two person <laughs> team instead of one. We'll be right back after this brief break. Are you an artistic person? Are you inspired by new ways of looking at the world around you? I'd love to have you as a guest of the show here at Inspirus Audio Magazine. You know where to find me at the contact page of the show's website, inspirus podcastcom Welcome back to the show. Alicia is going to tell us what has inspired her recently. What inspires you right now?
0: Other creatives. Like I said since I'm in my infancy, I'm really looking to other people and what's out there. And I actually can remember when the whole pandemic started, I had posted on Instagram, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what type of creativity comes out of, out of this. You know, seeing what movies or stories and stuff like that. So I'm really inspired by other people's creativity, like watching these freaking TikTok videos and all this. I'm just blown away at what people are able to put together and show you in a few seconds.
1: Do you think that this pandemic that we're in right now, do you think that that hyper focuses people's creativity, that it allows people to think outside of the box in a, a minute time frame?
0: I think it's forced us to sit still. And when we have to sit still and we're not focused on surviving, then creativity is allowed to flow. Now, some people are like, oh, you know well, We are trying to survive because we're not making as much money or working. And I, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about since we're not focused on going to work every day and having our mind occupied with all those little tasks that work requires us to, to focus on, our brain is left to create and think differently.
1: What kind of photography sparks your interest?
0: I really want to start doing more what I would call artsy abstract that kind of creates a feeling or tells a story. A lot of what I see, especially on like Instagram and stuff that gets attention is like pretty person stands here, pretty person on a couch, pretty person holding an object or, you know, at a location. And to me, there's no depth to that. It's like an instant like, oh, that, that's nice to look at for a second. But it doesn't hold my attention. Like you see some images, you're just like, oh, like you get a feeling and you think like, what's going on in this picture? What's the feeling behind this? That's what I want to, to get to.
1: That reminds me of an image that I saw recently from the Mars rover that's up there currently. Mm-hmm. And they, they did a 360 degree pan of the night sky. And because there's no light pollution, there's no nothing in the atmosphere, you can see the spiral, the spiral galaxies, you can see the Milky Way is just absolutely stunning. If you get a chance to go take a look at that picture of the nighttime sky, it's just it, it blows your mind and it makes you realize how much light pollution we have on this planet and how much we lose as a result of that. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: If Noah Webster asked you to define creativity, what would you tell
0: him? Ooh, Define creativity. I would say creativity is the inclination, desire or ability to make something that wasn't there before. And I'm not saying it has to be original, it just has to be made. And I think that's creative.
1: So would you say it's an active it's an active act, it's not a passive mm. kind of thing?
0: Very active. Like it fits You could have so much going on in your brain. Like, yeah, you have all the creativity up here in your brain. You can see so much stuff. But I feel like you have to give birth to it. Like that's part of the creative process. You know, otherwise, like how you're the only one that knows it exists. And to make something that was never there before, you have to give birth to it.
1: Would you say, in mentioning creative process, would you say that there is a, a method or is there a, a step-by-step process by which you get to that process, as it were?
0: I would say the biggest thing that if I could help anyone with a creative process, because it's different for everybody, but the main thing is just do it. Oh my gosh, so many people get stuck in like, I want it to be perfect. I want to give birth to this, perfect creation and I'm like no just do it like the just like no first pancake is perfect like it's gonna be ugly it's runny and you're like oh you know I need to add a little batter or whatever and then once you get to the third pancake it's like perfect you know it's you gotta just keep creating that's just do it like even if it's a small piece of it like okay today I drew a line and then tomorrow I add to it and then maybe in a week's time it's just like oh wow it's this crazy thing, I would say just step one, do it, whatever it is, whatever piece of it, don't get overwhelmed with trying to put the finished piece out there on the first try. Because that's, I think a lot of people get lost in this process when really it's just do it.
1: Would you say that it almost requires you to let go of the censor to let go of the critic, even if Mm. it's self-critic?
0: Oh yeah, you have to be willing to put something out there that is ugly, that is not accepted by by most. You have to you have to make a few ugly babies. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> All right. well, right, I'm going to use that as a phrase, ugly babies. <laughs> <laughs> what is the significance of being published to you?
0: <sighs> Honestly to me, I'm just like whoop de doo, but it's I know it helps give legitimacy to what it is that you're doing because we all know you could write a thousand stories, but you may never get published. You know, you may never get picked up and put out there for the masses. Thankfully you can self publish on Amazon nowadays. So you can go out there and have let people access your work, but I think it's just a, like a, a physical marker for people. To say that their stuff was liked by someone and that it was validated, I guess.
1: Well, I think that's the value of these new social medias is that you get that feedback almost instantaneously. And it mm-hmm. also in the negative, too, like they don't like it, they don't like it, right? It can be hurtful, but it can also be elative. You know, that's why videos seem to go viral. You mm-hmm. know? If, if publishing isn't as strong a uh, motivator for you, what kind of stories do you want to tell what is it you know if, if the publishing side of it is not as important what what is, what is it that you're trying to say what's your message then
0: if i write and, you know if i have my stories
1: if you want to tell a story what is your message or your theme
0: um huh. i don't know if there's all encompassing theme just that this was something in my head that I feel had to be put out there because I'm not putting it out there just so people can like it. Cause I think if I get stuck on that, then it would, I'd never put it out there. So maybe I guess the theme is, is that I did it.
1: <laughs> Getting back to what you said earlier about just doing, doing things,
0: mm-hmm. being
1: active. Okay. After the break, Alicia will share with us about her acting aspirations. If you like what you hear from Inspirus Audio Magazine, please consider donating coffee over at ko-fi.com forward slash underscore audio underscore magazine. I really appreciate your support. How far do you wish to take your acting?
0: Oh man, that'd be so cool to be like in a movie or television series because I don't see a lot of people out there that look like me. I definitely don't have that industry look. I'm not 5'9", 130 pounds. What? <laughs> my personality makes me six feet tall, but, you know. I'm just a, a baby-faced, Asian-looking person, <laughs> but I think I'm relatable. I think it also, being in my age group, I would love to see more on television about people in their their middle years. Because I see a lot of stuff like life just seems to stop happening to you once you leave your 20s. Like you look on Netflix and it's like, you know, everything is about high school, college, and then it skips to your twilight years. And I'm like, what about all that in between? You know, there's so much life that happens there. You know? So well, maybe
1: that's a, a time frame for you to start writing those kinds of pieces so that they get hmm. represented.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. I'd like to, because I feel like a lot of us feel like we're just left out, like we're not represented. Yeah.
1: Are you writing anything
0: currently? I am. I'm actually working on a murder mystery. It's, I'm three chapters in. I've had a few people take a look at the chapters I have written, and so I definitely just need to follow my own advice and get back to it.
1: (laughs) Well, don't forget NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. Ah, yeah, November. Motivator. Mm hmm. How do you see yourself building a community of creative people? I really like that idea when you put it in the pre interview.
0: Yes. So, my big idea, if I'm thinking big picture wise, like all of this that I'm doing, I want to get enough experience and knowledge. To build and provide a safe space for people to where they can go and paint or write. Or I want to build, like buy land, put little tiny houses on it and have like a little community where people can reach go to as a retreat maybe and be able to create and be surrounded by other creators. I know there's places like that that exist, like artist communities in um, New Mexico and stuff. In Arizona, I think. And so I'd like to do something like that as well.
1: Where would you want to do it?
0: Right now I'm in California. It's not a bad place.
1: How are you liking California after leaving Las Vegas?
0: I like that there's grass and trees. <laughs> and it's not hot.
1: Would you say that the change of scenery has has also boosted your creativity? Give you more options?
0: Mm. Yeah, because I can go out into nature a lot more easily. Mm-hmm. Or, or Yes, there's nature, but I'm talking like trees and grass. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm looking forward to hear, hearing what you have to say about Hawaii after having lived there for six mm-hmm. years. Will you be working at Hickam?
0: I'm with that too. So, I, you know, I was looking it up last night and I didn't focus enough to find out where they're actually, what island they're on.
1: Yeah, maybe it's Kauai.
0: Mm, Maybe.
1: Either way, I think you'll probably fit in based on what I know of you already of being able to to kind of go with the flow. The Hawaiian Islands and the Islanders are all about the flow, island time. It's like you don't have to rush anything there. Mm -hmm. So, What location have you visited that has lit your passions for living the most and why?
0: I've been all over. I really liked Iceland. That was just amazing beauty. The nature was just, uh, like, the air was so clear and clean that it looked like everything was in HD. That was very impressive. That, I had an emotional moment, actually, in Iceland, because as I was driving around, um, I think it's called the, the Golden Circle. I was looking at the nature and remembering myself as a little kid sitting on the floor of Goodwill, flipping through the National Geographics while my mom was shopping and just imagining all the places I would go, you know, all the places I wanted to go. And so I got emotional thinking like if I was just standing right next to little me and just being like, you will, you will go to these places one day, you'll make it happen. And just thinking about it now, I'm just like, oh, emotional.
1: So what is the golden circle?
0: Uh, you can actually drive around Iceland in a day. It just depends on the time of year. And so that's, that's the golden circle.
1: Was there any particular experience that you had that made you that emotional? And you're having lots of wonderful feelings.
0: Just driving by the enormous mountains that were right there, the greenery. It was crazy. I went snorkeling in one of the like where the tectonic plates separate, you know? That was that was cool.
1: You mentioned focus. How do you improve your focus?
0: I actually cut out a lot of stuff. So I with working in the military, I felt like I was being pulled in 18 million different directions and that and I wasn't happy. So I think being able to, A, remove all of that was not making me happy or feeling fulfilled and focusing on what I do want to do, that has helped a lot. So my mood is lifted. I'm Everything I'm doing is going towards my goal. Like I find myself, I'm not even really watching TV anymore. I'm not really going out a lot because I just want to focus on my art. So definitely, it became easier when I'm doing what I want. It's easier to to take time and, and focus on it.
1: How does it make you feel to essentially have a practice to do what needs to be done when it needs to be done?
0: So I will say the military helped me learn how to manage my time. but because I was struggling in the military with that, I also read books on how to do all that stuff as well. so it by doing so much in the military. I did a lot of self-work on how to improve being focused and all of that. Like the four-hour work week, the how to do twice as much in half the time. Also like Simon Sinek, the find your why. Like I've listened and read so many books to try and just think, help me be prepared for when I'm on my own to, to stay focused. Can you
1: tell me what the last time you got out of your comfort zone and how important it was to you?
0: Leaving the military. <laughs> that was uh that was a huge jump. But I'm glad I did it because I found myself very comfortable out of it. Because that was a lot of people look at it as safety and security. I was getting two paychecks a month. I knew exactly what I'd be doing and how much I was getting paid, and now I don't.
1: Do you find that not being aware of exactly how things are going to go, that that drives you further forward that you are willing yeah, to take and more risks ex- or.
0: Yeah. I'm able to say yes. I don't always have to keep saying no anymore because when I was with the military, I had to, everything was for the job. You know, I couldn't say yes to a lot of opportunities because I had, I had to work for the military. Now I can be like, yeah, I want to do that. And, you know, so I can try so many different things. And I had a thought of, i have just become very complacent in the military. And so now being out of there, it sparks that hunger to want to make sure that you are good, you're taken care of. And so some people would find that stressful. I haven't found it stressful yet. That's why I was saying, check on me in a year or so <laughs> and see where I'm at. Um, but I like having that hunger, that drive to like, yeah, I want to, I want to do this kind of thing.
1: What was the first thing that you felt compelled to do after you got out of the force, Or should I say the first thing you said yes to maybe I should say it like that.
0: Moving to California, learning photography, I could say yes to more modeling gigs and have this traveling life because every other week I'm going from Fairfield, California to Las Vegas, Nevada, and that's not possible in a regular, you know, nine to five job. So just being, having that freedom to like, yes, I will travel to this gig or yes, I will drive two hours to this because people are like, oh, it's two hours away. That's so far. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do it.
1: What do you enjoy about your drives now?
0: I get to think. I get to I like the thinking. I like that that's good alone time, you know. And then I listen to audiobooks or I call and talk to people so I get to reconnect with people. It's kind of like a a focus bubble. Yeah, cuz I don't know if you ever find yourself you drive home and you park and you just sit in your car for a while because it' just it's so nice and quiet in there and there's no distractions <laughs> yeah
1: what are your top your top three reasons you see yourself as a viable person
0: hmm I would say because one I like to listen to people and help them through tough times that's oh yeah, I became a life coach, certified life coach. That was one of those things that I've done in the past few years. So I like to help people, you know, better themselves. Another thing is, I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my own horn. I'm only saying this because people have told me that them watching me and my journey, it inspires them to do other things like me going out and traveling, you know, I've had a couple of friends be like, oh, you know, I saw you went to this place, so it merely made me want to go out and do something. I may have only left my town, but I did travel. And I'm like, that's awesome. Third thing. that makes me a valuable person. Mm-hmm. Trying to make the world a better place? I don't know. That sounds really egotistical. but
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't feel that you're the definition of egotistical person, so... I think you can get away with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you need my permission or anything. <laughs> <laughs> if you have ideas about people I should connect with for inspiring conversations about creativity, please get in touch with me through my contact page at inspirus-podcast.com. Welcome back to Inspirus Audio Magazine. Alicia tells us why she's excited about modeling. What is your newest, most exciting art form? Ooh.
0: I would say... Like I mentioned the, the modeling when it's, you know, involving like implied nude or fine art nude, that's cool. It's really creative. How so? Because when you are dealing with nudity in a picture, you really have to construct that image in a way that it's not about the nudity. Like to me, if there the kind of picture I want to or image I want to make is if there is a nude person, that that's not your focus necessarily. Like, yeah, there's a nude person in the forest, but I want the image to be so well constructed that not only are you admiring that there's a nude person, but you're like, wow, this is an incredible image of this forest or something, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. How, how has it been working with models as a photographer?
0: I am so glad I did modeling first. I think if every photographer should be a model for a little bit so they can really see what it's like, because you have to sometimes be good at explaining what it is, the type of pose, the expression, the, the feeling or atmosphere you're trying to create. So being able to communicate and understand what it's like to be a model helps a lot.
1: Why do you believe self-expression has become important to you?
0: It's become so important because I wasn't allowed to really truly express myself in the military for nearly 14 years. And so growing up in a, like a, a strict household and then going to college and being an ROTC and then joining the military, it's like I never... Never got to to have my wild years. I feel like I became that rebellious teenager in my late twenties or thirties, you know? I feel like I I went backwards. So I'm glad now that I can express myself. I'm not having to put limiters or governors on it.
1: Did you have people in the in the military who were supportive of your creative side? When you could express oh, yeah. it?
0: Mm-hmm. I've had quite a few people that are supportive of it um, because they're like, yeah, you know, I wish I was as brave as you to to do that stuff. I don't feel like I could do it. And that's why I'm a champion of like, just do it, try it, you know, see what happens. Mm -hmm. What sparks joy
1: and fulfillment in your life? Mm.
0: Well, I always feel better when I'm hiking out in nature. So that's definitely one thing. Sometimes the way my cat looks at me, I'm just like, oh, my hurt. But also, when I'm helping someone and they are like, you know what, i what we talked about or the advice you gave me really helped me in my situation. So knowing that I was able to help someone, that's that's a big one. That's why I, I liked teaching because seeing those aha moments when the light bulb would go off and you're like, yes. You know, I just added a wrinkle to their brain. You know, it's something that may live on forever in their life.
1: Do you find that when you're teaching people that you're able to discern the different types of learning that they work best at? Like some people are Mm -hmm. kinetic or does creativity have anything to do with how you approach people?
0: Yeah, I definitely think, well, I also was getting my master's in secondary education. So I definitely did a, a deep dive into the different learning styles. And I didn't get to finish, you know, because I couldn't do the student teaching portion while being in the military. But I think it definitely helped me be a better instructor because I would ask those questions. If I see someone struggling, I'm like, hey, you know, what's your learning style? Do you learn better using your hands or if I if I show you or I write it out or if I tell you? And so just by asking those questions and then reforming how I give them the information helps them a lot. Cause I'm like, Oh, wow. Thank you. That really, that really helped. And seeing them just boom, just shoot up from there, from like a point of struggle to now they're excelling. It's nice. So
1: for me, I have been uh, over the last 15 years, I've been focused on creativity in terms of art or spirit or any mm-hmm. of those things. However, it seems to me that your creativity is also allied with business opportunities and with work, but in a a positive way. Can you tell me a little bit about your opinion of how creativity is just as important in the business world as it is Mm -hmm. in, in art?
0: Yes, they're, oh my goodness. If you're not living, you're dying. And I think creativity is a part of living. So business is, in corporations, like a, they get they write themselves into these corners, you know, with all the legal ease. And like I understand there, there's a place for that, but then it really stifles creativity to where it's really hard to grow because you just get stuck, you know. And that's what I didn't like about the corporate life. I'm like, I can never have a corporate job because of that very reason. It's just. It's too much of stay in this lane, stay in your box. You can't go outside this box. And so you would come up with these ideas and that could really help them, but they're so used to saying no, or not seeing it any other way that they don't do anything different.
1: What is your best example of being outside of the box?
0: I guess, like I said, creating something that was never there before. So for instance, at my last base, there was a, a program, an augmentee program that had never existed. And so I was able to collect information from other bases, tailor it to our base. And within a matter of a couple weeks, create a whole augmentee training program to train 21 people uh, so that we could have people ready just in case Area 51 was taken over.
1: Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go, by the way? Uh, don't worry, don't have to answer yeah. that question. What does healing mean to you?
0: Mm. Healing instantly makes me like kind of smile because it's a very internal and external thing. Like I don't think you can have real healing if it doesn't happen on all levels. So healing to me is, it can be spiritual mental physical emotional but it doesn't erase things but it helps us and how to how to define it without using the word in its own definition it helps us cope or manage or live better but still knowing what happened like I said it's not erasing Anything? Cause like when you break a bone, like there's still evidence of a broken bone, but your body makes it stronger. So just like anything traumatic with healing, it's, you're never forgetting what happened, but you're able to no longer experience the trauma. You can be stronger mentally or physically after it. I don't, did I, did I answer the question?
1: Yes. And of course, that leads me to ask another question. Can creativity in any of its forms, allow someone to reframe a trauma or to have healing happen? And if so, can you give me your ideas on that?
0: I think so, definitely. I think you you have to be creative because even in just the words you use, they can trigger or heal because words mean things. And I like to say that if a word can have a thousand meanings, that leaves 999 ways of being misunderstood. So you have to find that perfect combination, which is going to be different for everybody. So you have to be creative on finding what works for that person and to be creative and like visualize or word things and to think of an example. Creativity and healing. Okay. Here's an example. So you may go to. I'm not a doctor. I don't have any PhDs in anything, but even so in in Japan, they may, as part of a prescription to get better, they'd be like, go walk in the woods. That's not something you'd hear here in Western society, but they, I forget the name for it, but it's called forest bathing is the translation. And so they know that nature, you know, scientifically being out in nature will help you feel better so creativity like they've thought outside the box like okay yes you will also need to eat right exercise maybe take this medication but also walk out in nature or meditate that's a that's one that's always existed but I think they're now trying to incorporate it more especially with mental health
1: Mm mm-hmm well, it's funny that you say that because I participated in a uh, adventure motorcycle riding organization that it was largely military members, and and I'm wearing the shirt actually right now. Veterans' High <laughs> 40 Adventure. Oh, is he it? Yeah. And and the, the big thing is is that you know with so many veterans having traumas, mm-hmm. you know the, the goal would be to get out into nature, to go out riding and have physical exercise. Riding a motorcycle is is obviously. You know, physical exercise, and mm-hmm. if you're out there doing that, and you're not drinking, you're not sitting on the sofa. Yep. You know, and, and the the great thing about riding a motorcycle is it is creative in and of itself because you have to pick a line, you have to find the right, mm-hmm. the go with the flow of the trail. You yeah. Know, to get to get to the to to get to destination. So I, I I kind of agree with you that sometimes you have to actually have you know a different perspective in order to kind of get the overarching you know Mm -hmm. a solution I guess as it were
0: yeah I think more holistic healing and not talking about just herbs and uh, stuff like that but looking at the person as a whole instead of being so specialized to where it's like oh you have a pain right here in your shoulder but really where where did that injury come from where is that pain coming from well it's because your one shoulder is higher than the other shoulder because of uh, a car accident that you now experience trauma from and because you're, you know, have trauma induced pain and memories from a car accident, you could, your body could also be holding and retaining that memory. And so it's not letting itself heal or move on from that. So, yeah, have, I think looking at someone as a whole and not so specialized helps.
1: You think that that's part of your future is of, of working with people who who have those kinds of issues to help them resolve them? Mm-hmm. Do you feel that that healing also is as much about the person healing themselves as it is about someone doing it for them? I mean, that might get back oh, to yeah. the get to the creativity because if you if you will yourself to see different solutions and you find the one that resonates with you, energy and you know chakras and all that kind of mm-hmm. thing. I mean, do you agree with that, or is do you do you have experience in that?
0: Yes, a the person themselves has. To- have to want it it's something that they have to be willing to take on the work because otherwise it's not going to last like if if I'm to call myself a a healer and I put all this energy into someone in in the form of whatever healing that we that's prescribed but they don't take any active engaged role in it themselves and it's it's only part of the equation you're never going to get the right answer because you're missing a chunk of it So definitely it has to be them doing the work as well.
1: All right. So this is the last of the regular questions. Is there anything that I didn't ask that you would like to bring up? Anything that you would like to share with my listeners?
0: I don't think so. We covered a lot. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. All right. So now it's a rapid fire round. What are you curious about right now?
0: I am curious about spirituality, energies, the afterlife, all that what people would be calling woo-woo stuff.
1: Woo-woo works for me. I like that. I like those. There's a lot of books that I have that you might be interested in checking out at some point. What do you miss most about if you had a good childhood summer vacation?
0: Hmm. I miss the most... Uh, reading. I really liked reading during summer vacations. I was that nerd that would read like a hundred books a summer and then just kind of be out on the, the porch with a little summer breeze and it just be just the perfect temperature and just listening to the, the cicadas. And yeah, I missed that.
1: Where did you grow up at?
0: So I lived in North Carolina and the specifically what I'm referring to is when we lived in Kings Mountain. I mean, my parents are still there, but you know, you have that big front porch and, yeah, a couple acres of land is nice.
1: That sounds like a dream, actually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If thoughts become things, what did you just create?
0: What I'm doing now. Uh, I used to think about leaving the military and being an artist, and now I am.
1: That's a really good answer. <laughs> okay, last question. You're on a train trip across the country, and you can only bring three things. What are they and why?
0: Oh, a notebook. I want to be able to write stuff down. Three things. It's hard for me not to say some type of snack.
1: (laughs) What kind of snack would it be?
0: A healthy one, but a tasty one? I don't know specifically. Hmm. A snack. I would say a notebook, a snack. I know like the military thing is always like food and water. You gotta have food and water, but a notebook, a snack, and camera.
1: Ah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. I'm enjoying your Instagram feed, honestly. It's it's pretty tremendous. And I, I can see that you're getting out of your comfort zone there. And it's pretty amazing to see that you're you're taking more and more and more steps and you're getting more and more professional at the same time that you're taking more and more chances. So, I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. it almost seems like a very cohesive whole. Yeah, uh,
0: I really feel like it's coming together very organically, and I like that.
1: Very cool. All right. Well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Take care. You too. All right. Bye. After the interview, I asked Alicia where we could find her on social media.
0: If you wanted to see more of my work or get in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram at the grand finale that's t-h-e-g-r-a-n-f-i-n-a-l-i that's my modeling page my photography page is at the grand finale underscore photography feel free to give it a look hit me up maybe we can find something to do and create together also have a website coming out soon so stay tuned thanks bye
1: alicia talked with us about transitioning out of the military to focus on an array of creative pursuits defining her creative brand, branching into photography in front of and behind the lens, and producing short fiction films. She also is hoping to establish an artist colony where people can come and be supported in their own creativity. Please consider subscribing to Inspirus Audio Magazine. Not only will you earn my great appreciation, but as a thank you, you'll receive access to content not found in the episodes. You'll also receive advanced notifications that a new episode will be released. You can subscribe at Inspirus Audio Magazine's website, inspirus podcastcom Inspira's Audio Magazine is produced by Spencer Webster and SP Webster Press. Music is provided by Leland Hirschman, and intro narration is provided by Mackenzie Webster. And remember, creativity is in your future.